There is nothing, absolutely nothing, like being able to serve yourself food when you need it. And that's what On Demand is about. You get to sit down at the Word of God when you can, when you're off work, when you have free time, and allow God to speak to you. So you're here with me today to have an On Demand journey. So join me today for a message that will unlock truth in your life and give you peace and blessing, I pray in Jesus' name. Enjoy today's message. There's two things I want to do. One is I want to adjust the series a little bit. Uh, we, we've been talking about the importance of work, and we said there, there are uh, issues you have to manage in your life if you want your life to, to stay on the right track. And we talked about uh, sexual issues, we talked about work is- um, I'm sorry, relationship issues, and now we're talking about work issues. I have been trying for a while to talk about work. And in our discussions, uh, we have what we call talk-throughs. One of the points that was made to me was this series that I'm in, they thought I was going to go another way. And it became really apparent to me, even this morning, that there's a part of this series that I have not covered the way I thought I would. The study in Nehemiah is taking us down a good path, but there is an additional conversation I want to have with you that specifically targets your job. I want to talk about your career. And so when you talk about work issues, the assumption was that I would talk about your job. And so what I've done is I have another sermon that will be, even though I told you in these notes, I'm going to do something else. I'm telling you now I've changed my mind. And that on next week, I'll be talking about what can make your work and career amazing? So I want to talk about your career, your job, your J-O what? B, job. Now, if you spell that wrong, I'd be concerned about you. <laughs> there are five things that I think can make your job amazing. Five things that can help you in your career path. Uh, five things that will transform a lot of your future options, your finances, but you're going to have to come back next week for that. Um, but I am really excited, and that will be the last part of this series. Um, but I want to pick up where we left off last week, and I want to talk about um, the... And you could apply this to your career. You really could. But repeat the topic with me for the day. Say, working with the right people. Nehemiah is in a unique place in chapter 6 of our study, and he is facing um, a challenge. He's clear about his assignment. He has been authorized to complete his assignment. But now he's running into something that you always run into when you get to a certain place in your life. The people you're with. And here's the big question for the day. Are you working with the right people? Who are you working with? Are these people that can help you or people that can hurt you? Now, here's what's hard for us. It's hard to make that statement. It's hard to answer that question. If I ask you, are you working with people that advance your life or that hinder your life? It, 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 it's, it's painful, especially if you're in a business relationship with somebody, you're in a partnership, and you look at, the beginning of the relationship, 
and where it is today. If you're in a marriage, it's painful. And you look at working with this spouse and what, where, where are we? If you look at a friendship, if you look at anything and say, in my opinion, if I'm honest, not being critical, overly critical or unfair, this relationship has not helped me. It has been, I'm less confident, I'm less, I'm less secure, I'm angrier. And some of you say, well, that's a whole bunch of married people. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but I only raised it not to get you to end the relationship, but simply to observe the facts. I need to, I need to decide what impact this is having on me. In Nehemiah chapter 6, you'll see it come alive in a really profound way in verse 6. Verse 1. It happened when Sanballat, Nehemiah 6 and 1, and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall. And there were no breaks in, left in it. Though at the time I had not hung the doors in the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent to me Imagine, they sent to me and said these words, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plains of Ono. But they thought to do me what? Harm. Okay, so these are guys who, for some reason, are unhappy that I've rebuilt the wall. Now, if you don't know the story of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a cupbearer, and in his job, he was a slave, but he was a cupbearer. He had risen to a high level of success, and in that culture it was a high level of success. And he was in the palace with the king every day, secure job. And he hears that the walls in Jerusalem, the walls of his hometown are all burnt down, and the people are scattered, and it's a mess. And he is saddened. The king becomes aware of it and gives him an opportunity to go home and fix it rebuild the walls, gives him the materials to rebuild the walls, so he's there rebuilding the walls with the support of the king. When he gets there, he's successful. But these three guys hear about it, and they're mad. And here's my, my big question. Why? What, what, why are you upset? Why are you upset that somebody wants to improve their life? Why does it bother you? What business is it of yours? I mean, are your walls torn down? If, that, if your walls are not torn down, why are you bothered that I want to advance myself? I'm out of shape, been out of shape, so now I want to get in shape, and so now I want to eat right, and so you're mad because I don't eat what you eat. And I don't want to go where you want to go to eat, and I don't want to eat five burgers today. That bothers you because I'm slimming down and I'm looking better. It bothers you because I have money. It bothers you. Why does it bother you? Can you all say Why? You ever just wonder, why, why, what, why, why? Why does it bother you? Why are you upset? And this brings me to a list of things I'm going to talk to you about today. I want you to make sure you're not working with the wrong people. Because the wrong people have issues that sometimes affect you. So here's what you've got to learn how to do. Identify the wrong people. Okay? And here's the first one. You've got to identify the people who hinder you. Can you sit up with me, please? Come on. 
Now, they've made themselves enemies. I almost used the word enemy in this presentation. I took it out because I don't want to say enemy, 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 enemy. But some people make themselves, excuse me, your enemy. They decide, I just don't want to like you. Now, when they did, all you have to have, all you have to have is a little bit of notoriety, just a little bit. And people will say things about you that are amazing. And I always go, why? Why? Why, why, why would you? And, and I have a little bit, a little bit of notoriety, just a little bit. And so it's really, it's really funny. You know, people will be in a barbershop and they'll say things. You go, why? You don't even know him. Why? You don't even know him. You never met him. He wouldn't know you. If he, he wouldn't even know your name. So why do you, have the, why do you believe? Oh, these are hilarious. It's been true forever. Uh, why do you believe I have an ATM machine in the lobby? that I force people to go to to get money. It's crazy. Really? Is that, look, I need an ATM sometime myself. Why would I ask for your W-2 form? That's hilarious to me. Why would I ever do that? Why? It's crazy. I wouldn't even go to that church. So, so what, what is it that makes people create things that aren't true? And it's, it's a long list of things. And that's, that's okay. That's, that's okay. I, I always tell this. I've told it too many times. Uh, it's, it made me laugh so loud. It was hilarious. Lady was so mad with me for years because you named the church after yourself, Ricky's Temple. Ma'am, my name is Ricky Temple. I'm not trying to name the church after me. <laughs> mad with me for years. I thought, okay. So, you know, there are just moments when you see people and you go, why? Why, why do you think that, assume that? Where did you get that from? And there are moments you cannot, you cannot own what they feel. Would you repeat this with me, please? Say, I am not responsible for that opinion. I didn't create it. I didn't say it. I didn't start it. So I cannot be responsible for that opinion. You know, some of your parents need to use that, right? After you raise them, feed them, house them, clothe them, they get out of your house and tell you you are an awful parent. You didn't kill them now. You raised them, housed them, feed them. You did the best. Maybe you weren't perfect. But you can't be responsible for all of their opinions and their conclusions. I'm not saying some of the things aren't right, the kids may say, in terms of your imperfection. But, but the, the total summary of you in a negative way, in your mind, is not fair. And sometimes if you hold on to these opinions, you, know, you, you can't be responsible for all of it. And in this story, these three guys just have this issue and so what's amazing is watch how they distract them from their work or try to. In verse 3, so I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why? why, why? Big question. Come on, say, why should the work cease <clears throat> while I leave it and go down to you? Wow. Why should I stop working and go talk to you? So the second thing you got to do is identify the people and the issues that distract you from your work there there sometimes you're supposed to be working and your 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 mind is focused i have this little thing i i say uh because i i watch sometimes i'm doing fine and i'll i i allow something to distract me from the work i get up in the morning cut the news on and they'll tell me everything to worry about <laughs> what i'm to be mad about um and i'm not picking on anybody i'm not picking a, i'm just making a statement okay who to be mad with, who said what, and I, I'm going around, and my, my whole life is distracted. My morning, Don and I aren't even out of the bed yet. Did you see that? Did we mad? We mad, hadn't even got up yet. We mad and distracted before we get up. 
Can you repeat this with me, please? Say, no brain space. <clears throat> Sometimes you should say that. I have no space in my brain for five hours of news today. I just don't have that kind of time. Maybe you do, but I don't. I have work to do. And if I spend five hours and six hours watching the same stories over and over and over again, I'm not saying don't be informed. I'm a big, I'm a big news guy. I want to be informed, but I'm, I'm, I'm overdosing. And it's distracting me from my work. So these guys call him up and say, hey, can, can, we, um, can we meet? Why? why? Why would I meet with you? I don't even know you. To discuss a problem that you created, I don't have a problem. Why? You need to meet with yourself. I don't have a problem with you. So I don't need to talk it through. We don't need to have a big, you know, powwow healing moment because there's nothing, nothing to talk about. I love the fact that he understands we're not working together. This is not something that we need to discuss. And there's sometimes in your life, if you look back, you've allowed yourself to do that. So here's what happens. That doesn't work. So the guys get frustrated, and notice how determined they are. So they come up with these tactics. So he thirdly, you have to learn to identify the tactics being used to hinder you. Look at what he says in verse 4. But they sent me this message four times. How many times did they send it? Four times. And I answered them in the same manner. Play the last email. Back, read the last email, please. You email me the same thing over and over again. Let me just know... Ditto, ditto, ditto. I mean, come on. I, I've said it. I'm not doing that. So here's what they do. They, they expand it. Verse, verse 5. Read this really slow and watch what's said. It's amazing. Verse 5. Then Sanballat sent his servant to me, as before, the fifth time, with an open letter in his hand. And it was written, quote, it's reported among the nations. Now, it's not just locally reported. All the nations know this. Everybody knows it. <laughs> I love these generalities. And Geshem says, who is Geisha? Do I even care? I mean, do I, do I, uh, who is he? Your cousin? Your friend? Your neighbor? I don't know him. I don't have any reason to believe this guy. I don't care what his inclusions are. I don't know why. Sometimes you need to ask yourself, who said that? Who is this person? Why am I? And I'm not saying you should ignore people in general. I'm just making a point. Sometimes you don't think about it. You don't think about what you're hearing. You get lost in a moment and you make a decision to judge yourself or worry about something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. So here's what Geshem and here's what the whole world says, according to this guy, that you and the Jews plan to rebel, therefore, according to these rumors, at least you know what to call it, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets and to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come on down, therefore, and let us consult together. Then, just, you want to breathe sometime. Really? The king sent us. I'm building the wall with the materials the king gave me. The king sent an send an army to protect me on the way here. So you're going to tell the king, well, I used to work for the king. I, you know, I, I made his tea. Okay, I'm a cupbearer. I, I, I mean, notice how he's trying to distract him. Are you distracted? Are you falling for a tactic? Are you falling? Why are you falling for this? Why are you allowing yourself to be so worried and so overwhelmed about this? It's, it's amazing the tactics that are used that distract us. 
I, I just, I read this and I think, man, this is, this is my life sometimes. This is my life. And, and, here, and, and, and sometimes for me, I, if I have a good sermon, right, the, the question is, can I have another good one? I have one good Sunday and then so next week you're going to be awful. And so you start thinking, you start questioning yourself. You, you get through one year with your child. You wonder, can you do the second year? Things come to your mind, tactics are used to distract your mind, to make you insecure. And here's what I love what he says. He said in verse, I love this, verse 8, he responds and says, Then I sent to him saying, No such things as you are saying are being done, but you invent them. Read this out with me. Come on, read this with me, please. But you do what? Invent them in your own heart. Read it again. Come on. But you invent them. One more time. Say it loud. But you do what? Have you invented stuff? Are you letting people invent stuff? Are you making up stuff? You're going to die. You're breathing. You're not going to die today, at least not right the second. You're worried about money. You, you, you got gas. You made it here, right? Don't invent a problem. and Don't let somebody else invent it for you. Don't allow somebody else to come into your life and scare you because that's the goal. If you look at verse 9, for they all were trying to make us what? Afraid. It's all about intimidating you, and it's all about scaring you, and it's all about getting you to become a person who is paranoid and insecure. It is an, a plague. To their hands will be weakened in all the work. That's what they wanted, and it will not be done. That's what they wanted. Now, therefore, O oh God, strengthen my hands. That's what they're trying to do. And if that doesn't work, what they do is they send people. Now, I love this because the next thing he does in verse 10 is he sends a person. So they couldn't get him to respond to the letter. He's not coming to talk to them. So these guys are so determined, they sent a spy, someone they kind of knew, sort of, kind of. Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah, Shemaiah, the son of uh, Deliah, uh, the son of uh, uh, Mahitabel, who was a secret informer. Didn't know he was. This guy's a spy. And he said, let us uh, meet together in the house of God. Okay, let's go to church. Can I ask you a question? Everybody say, Why? Why, am I, why are you inviting me to church? Why are you inviting me to the temple? I don't understand. Why, why should I go with you? All of a sudden, oh, hi. hi um, let's go to church. Um, okay, so you want us to go to church, just you and I, and let us close the doors of the temple. Let's, okay, lock the doors. Okay, why? Why? For they are coming to kill you. Okay, so you're not my protector, right? Indeed, at night they will come and kill you. And I said, it, it, first of all, you want to pause and go, Okay, so this guy I kind of know wants me to go and hide with him in the church because they're coming to kill me tonight. Okay, that's strange. And his response is amazing. He said, verse, verse 11, and I said, should such a man as I flee? Should a guy like me run? And who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life. I will not go in. Who do you think you're talking to? A scary person? What are you trying to do? You know who you're talking to? A guy like me doesn't do that. A guy who came all the way over here, I'm not the guy who's going to run. If he's going to kill me, I'm not running and hiding in the church with you. I love his strength. He realizes right away, who are you again? Why am I listening to you? Why am I allowing you to why am I allowing you to tell me this about myself? You're no good, you're whatever, whatever. You're trying to redefine me. Why am I letting this happen? 
Here's what's hard to admit. You don't believe because somebody told you not to believe in yourself. You're afraid because somebody told you. Boy, this is tough because I don't like to talk about people, mom and daddy now. Here you go. Security, y'all watch me now. Okay. Watch this. <laughs> Your mama didn't have the right to tell you you're never going to be anything. Amen. I'm sorry. And if you ever told your kids that, you need to go back and apologize. You didn't have that kind of authority. God did not give you any authority to tell anybody they're going to be no good forever and never get past the season of their life. That is not your right. No, if you're going to clap, clap better than that. Come on, it's right. You don't have that right. Okay, here's the argument. But Pastor Rick, I got a trifling, lazy, no good for nothing, son. And he's lazy. He's, you got your list, but I am not disagreeing with you. But you do not have the right to put him in hell. You have no heaven or hell to put him in. And you do not have the right to say to him, you have no future ever. You don't have that right. I'm sorry, you may want to. I challenged the pastor who came to me and told me how he told his members. I said, you know that right? He paused, looked at me with shock. I said, no, all love intended, my brother, but you don't have the right to tell that person that. And he went back and fixed it. He said it changed his life. I may be upset with you, but I don't have the right. I'm your daddy, but I don't have the right. Rick's 37 years old. I don't have the right to tell Rick that. Because he comes to a rough patch. What, am I to, what are you to tell somebody? And some, some of you just, some, you need to just pause for a second. Just check yourself for a minute. Take, yourself, take a deep breath and say, I don't have the right. Come on, say it again. Say, I don't have the right. I don't have the right. I don't have the right to do that. I don't have the right. I can't accuse somebody. I can't tell somebody. I can't put anybody in hell. Man, there's a moment in your life when you have to realize the only reason you think this way is because somebody told you this and you believed it. only reason you think you're ugly because somebody told you you're ugly. Or you compared yourself to somebody else. If, if, if they look better than you, go stand next to somebody else. Find somebody you think ugly and stand next to them. So I'm fine today. I look real good. <laughs> Shoot. I look better than them. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Step over that. <laughs> Let yourself get all tied up in that. Verse 12, then I perceived that God had not sent him. Then I perceived that God had not sent him. Then I perceived that God had. Then I perceived that God had. Then I perceived that God had not sent him. God did not send him at all. You like that part too, right? But that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this reason, he was hired that I should be afraid and act that way and sin so that they might have cause for an evil report. Say, they just want to talk about me. Look at him. He's scared. He's hiding in church. You know, I, I, 
They tell lies to tap your soul. <laughs> you and the Jews plan to rebel. They try to make you afraid. They try to make you shame. And this is not in your notes. They try to make you hide. You just hide. Won't come out your house. Won't go anywhere. Won't, won't, won't date anymore. One, one bad relationship. You all men are dogs. There's a whole bunch of men in the world. Don't let that one kill. Don't let that one little roof roof scare you. Don't want little bow wow. Don't scare you off. Don't let that scare you. That's just one little bow wow. Roof roof. That's one. It's a whole bunch of some good women out there. Some good people out there. Don't be. Don't let one job. You just destroy it over one job. Get another job. You, say this lovingly. Say, say I, must I must make sure, make sure that, I that I move forward. I can't. I cannot spend my life. Allowing myself to be controlled and dominated. If I can't work with this person because of whatever reason, that's, that's just the way that is. And so I need to understand that. And I need to learn to do this. The last thing he says is ignore those who hinder me and finish my assignment. I love this. Look at verse 14. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat according to their works. And the prophets, Nodiah, new guy, and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. I have to ignore them. I have to ignore them. I have to say to myself, and this is really, this is really, um, I'm saying this just for me, for my own benefit, okay? This is just Ricky Temple for a minute. I have to ignore what others expect of me and focus on my life and my health, or I won't be okay. I'll sit in the back. I'll come in service. I was back in the back today with the media suite, you know, watching things, praying, worshiping back there. Or I'll, you know, I'll come out and I sit here because I got three, four services this week, today, weekend. So I pace myself. I don't stand up the whole service because I ain't crazy. I understand the deal. Make sure I'm paced and my head's okay because I need to be all right. Sometimes in your life, if you're not careful, you're trying to impress somebody you can't even name. You have to learn this is a long-distance run. You have to learn how to do your part, and you can't allow yourself to be intimidated. You have to step over people's opinion. People judge you, say things about you that don't, that, that's not their reality. There's a moment in your life when you have to back up the train and say to yourself, I can't, I can't think about that. He steps over them. And finishes his assignment. And here's why I believe you didn't finish the book. Here's why I think you'll never get to the goals you set. Here's why you'll never reach your goals. Because you can't step over things. He stepped over it and he kept building the wall. And watch what it says in verse 15. So the wall was finished. The wall was what? Finished. On the 20th day, 5th day of the law in how many days? 52, less than 2 months he got it done. You know what? You can change your life in 2 months. Six weeks from now, you can have a whole different life. Six weeks from now, you can be healthier, feel better, rested, have more money. If you stop allowing yourself to be distracted, you can't focus on anything. The only reason your house is a mess is because you can't focus. You're on a cell phone talking to people who are watching the news for five hours. Everything is a mess and you're watching the news. What? Cut the news off, clean your house up. Then watch a little bit of the news. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Say Amen. I mean, if you, I mean, there's, you don't make, I am, I, at 61, I'm really clear about something. My investment in time is really important. I ask myself, okay, so what if I live 30, 40 more years, okay, get to be in my 90s? What, what are these years going to be like? It depends on how I invest my time. 
If I don't exercise, if I don't eat right, if I don't save money, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, if I come out here and preach real hard and wear myself out, make everybody impressed with me, but then I, then I fall down and dead, y'all bury me and eat chicken after I'm dead. Look, I, look, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. There's a point where you have to say, I need to focus. Now, I, I'm, I'm going, oh boy. Oh, Temple, watch yourself, watch yourself. Um. If you're not clear about what your assignment is and you spend your time worrying about people and things that don't really matter and will not get you to your assignment, what I've decided to do in my next years is I've dedicated 10% of that to education. I'm going to spend the next couple, I'm, that's just my point. That's why I'm in school because I, I, I don't want to, I have a plan. I'm working a plan. I got a, I got a goal. I got a business strategy. I got a financial strategy. I got a goal. I got a goal for the church. I want to create an endowment for us. I, I, want to fund, I want to make sure we can fund everything for years. I want ladies only to be funded for years. I want to see our back-to-school programs be funded for years. I want to see after-school programs. I want to see camp all summer. I want to see us. I want to see us. I want to see us. But you can't do that if you get off, if you focused on foolishness. If you're worried about stuff that doesn't matter, if you get, here's the, here's the thing. If you get caught up in counting the numbers, oh, I got one, two, three, four today. Nah, who cares? If, if 80, 80% are scared, it doesn't matter. Look at Gideon. What we need is a strong army of people who are passionate and we need a long-term vision. Can you get your hands ready? Come on, say a long-term vision. Come on, come on, say long-term. You know, one day I can't pastor this church at 1.8 today. It ain't tomorrow. I'm not leaving yet. But I'm just saying, one day, one day, it can't be me. What am I, what, am I preparing us for that? You're not, you're not thinking long-term. There comes a moment in your life when you have to, you have to decide. I've spent enough time worrying about this, and if I don't focus, I will never have the success that Nehemiah had. All this took 52 days. Is that right? 52 days. Don't take long to change your life, especially if you start today. It's when a group of people decide, families decide, we're tired of being broke. We're tired of this. We're tired of this. We're tired of fussing. We just, let's have no, everybody, no fussing. For a whole day, no cussing, no fussing, a truce. And we sit down and we say to ourselves, we've got to work better together. Or we're not going to succeed. Practice this. Say, and this, this, just say it with me, okay? I want you to see how it feels. Say, we, we are not, hang with me now, going, going to, to succeed, succeed if, if, fill in the rest. Man, I've overseen many churches' closings. I've advised many pastors to close their churches. I hate to see marriages in. I hate to see friendships in. I've advised people. I've had to, I've had to release people. Yeah. Some say I'm good at it. I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but no, they do. I'm pretty honest. I'm honest about it. Don't work for me because you're nice. 
I love you, but I ain't reading you here. You're here because you can do a job. Um, don't take that wrong. How fair is that to you if I let somebody work here they can't work? Only reason Sheila Bishop is out administrated because she can administrate. She's a bad girl. She wouldn't be here, she wouldn't. But she's awesome. Nobody's perfect, but you need people that got skills. That ain't up because she's my wife. She can go home. I told her that many times. I mean, with all my heart. God, hand on the. Who got a Bible? Who got a Bible? Anybody got a Bible? Where your Bible at? You got a Bible? Who got a Bible? Where's your Bible? Where's your Bible? Where's your Bible? Ready? Hand on the Bible. I ain't lying. <laughs> okay. You don't, I don't, she ain't here because she's cute, because she's my wife. She's smart. She's gifted. She's talented. Hard working. The men that work here, the women that work here. It's wrong for me. It's a lot of people. and not that, It's just wrong. What's the truth? Are you ever going to get there? Not if, you're not, not if you can't be honest. Not if you can't be honest. We have to make some changes for our future. Elders, deacons, ministers, all that's coming. More and more of that. We have to raise up young leaders. We have to go after the church a lot. You'll see it coming in the next year. We have to fund the future. We have to fund it. We have to, the things that we do are too good to stop. The college students going over, they're getting those every, do a bus and they'll be arriving in a few minutes, busing them in every week. Man, it's good work. Good seed and good soil. But that's not going to happen if you don't build a wall. If you don't build security around you. And for some of you today, I hope I've stirred your mind. Because your walls are broken down. If you died today, your family would have no resources because you have no insurance. You have not even thought about a will. The the state would decide what's going to happen to your kids. You have not secured your life. Your paperwork is not in order. Today, if you died today, it would be chaos in your family. And you're in church talking about Jesus and you need to go home and get your paperwork in order. I do funerals all the time. Good people are unprepared sincere people who are not even really trying at all got your head in the cloud some places if you're eternal you're not eternal you have work to do and you don't have time to be distracted drugs are a distraction they don't pay you they charge you alcohol does not pay you it charges you it makes you pay you are not in a game this is your life. There are four things I want to say and I'm done. Four simple things. How I ended up working with the right people. The first thing I had to do was I had to broaden my circle. Come on, say it please. Come on. Broaden my circle. I had to meet more people. I had to broaden my circle of relationships. I need new friends. I need people that can contribute to my future. Secondly, I work to be the kind of person that I want to work with. If I'm not the kind of person I want to work with, so I want good people to work with me, but I don't want to be a good person. So I need to be an honest person if I want honest people to work with me. I need to be that kind of person. Thirdly, that's a side note for those of you who want to get married to a certain kind of person. Be the kind of person you want to marry. Stop trying to find somebody that got money and you ain't got a dollar. (laughs) 
That's why you keep getting broke people, because you broke. You tried to be diligent. You want somebody that's diligent, don't be lazy. That's just a side gift. Okay, number three. I give myself to license. I, just, I, gave, I give myself a license to be honest about what I see in people. I license myself to tell the truth. This person's not honest. I, I, I'm not trying to just be mean, but I, I license myself to say the truth. What do you really say? You're dating somebody and he's taking you where, darling? Away from God and church and everything you believe in. What are you doing? License yourself to tell the truth. You're trying to make money at any cost. You're lying to people's pause. Get another job if you're lying to people. Do not put yourself in a position. License yourself to tell the truth. And then lastly, I reach for people who had what I wanted in their lives. I try to find people that got what I want. Who do I want to be like? This guy. That's who I want to be my friend. I make friends. I look for them. I pray God bring them into my life. Stand with me. I got to let you go. Father, I hope what I've said has been helpful. This has been a 37-minute conversation that I pray has brought life to those who heard it and that has given them a, a, a place to put some of their thoughts. It's like a gumbo. Some are going to take part of this and it really is going to help them, whether they be on demand here or at home today watching live. I pray the Holy Spirit would bless them and strengthen them. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I've got to ask this question. There's two questions I want to ask you. One is, after hearing this message, you said, Pastor, the part that I really probably need to deal with in my life, I need to focus on my walk with God. I've not been around people that have helped me with that. And I realize after being here today, I need you to pray for me because I need to start a life with Jesus. I'm not asking you to join this church or anything. I'm asking you to let me pray for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if that's you, would you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor. My walk with God is the issue. I see you. Anybody else saying pray for me? Just let me see who I'm praying for. I see you. Anybody else? Let me know who I'm praying for. Who am I praying for today? I see you. Thank you. I see you. Thank you. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, I pray for these who raise their hands, some who raise their hearts. Let this be the beginning of a new life for them. As they leave this place, may they say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. Bring me around people that can help me grow in my life with you. I need to work with people that help me go in the right direction. And I need to make sure that I stay focused so I can accomplish the things I need to accomplish in life. And Father, I give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. In your seat back pocket, there's something called New Beginning. Well, I pray you enjoyed today's message. I pray that it lifted you up. You know, the Bible said the Word of God can go down to the very marrow of the bone. It can reach into the very deep parts of your soul. And I hope you were blessed today. If you like the message, it helped you. Link it and send it to a friend. I really appreciate you being with us today. And I pray that God will use this Word to bless you and many others. You have a blessed day. God bless. <laughs>